It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. How are you, football fans? This Sunday, you can stream Fulham v Liverpool and Everton v Chelsea. That's an amazing Paddy's Day lineup for a one-off payment of just €10. Euro. To grab a Now TV Sky Sports Day Pass and only pay for the games that matter to you, search Now TV today. Content streamed via internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Welcome to the Sister Speak True Blood podcast, where we discuss everything about the HBO series True Blood from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister J. And I'm Sister K. And welcome to episode 16. Let's get started. Okay. All right. So today I'm going to do the recap for episode 26 of True Blood titled Beautifully Broken. Okay. So we start out by seeing Bill defending himself against werewolf, all the werewolves that we saw in the last episode. And he spits out a bloody body part with all this fur on it, which is really nasty. An ear. Well, let me get to that okay. in my recap. <clears throat> um, so then we see the now human form of a werewolf screaming about his ear being bitten off. So we know that's his <laughs> ear. Another wolf comes up on Bill, and just when they're about to start fighting, a man rides up on his horse and tells him to heal. Bill immediately bows and says, Your Majesty, and the wolf turns in back into the human form, <clears throat> is standing there butt naked along with the other guy who's screaming about his ear. The king chastises the person named Cooter, and Bill laughs at the name and says, Really? And Cooter threatens him and tells him he's going to kill him, make him even more dead. Uh, the king tells Cooter that he expected him to follow his orders exactly and escort Bill to his house not hunt him like an animal bill is shocked at this and tells the king that they kidnapped him and fed on him and used silver on him the king is very upset with this pulls out his gun and shoots louis the guy with the missing ear he apologizes to bill and basically orders him to go to his house where he's going to explain everything Uh, we next see the king and bill arrive at his huge mansion and as they enter the house a man named talbot uh, descends the stairs and tells them that they're late and they were expecting Bill the night before. He tells Bill that he's going to take him to his room so he can clean up. Bill looks shocked and says he wants, you know, and says he wants an explanation. And the king tells him that he will not leave until he gives him one. Just as two bodyguards kind of walk up behind him. Talbot takes Bill's arm <clears throat> like a good host and leads him up the stairs and tells him all about redecorating the guest room and what he's done. He shows him the room and tells him to make himself at home. 
And, you know, Bill again tries to tell the king that he's making the things worse for himself by holding him captive. And the king just tells him that he's the guest of his home and he can leave whenever their business is done, which will be after dinner when they meet up again. Talbot tells them that there's enough business and that they need to rest and that the king had the bleeds twice the previous week. Uh, the king then tells Bill that they'll talk at dinner and as they leave, <clears throat> Talbot's telling the king that he's that Bill's really challenging and the king tells Talbot that he's going to have to bring in the girl. So continuing on with the Bill story, um, we see them at dinner and Talbot is pouring Bill a glass of chilled carbonated blood and tells him that it's cruelty-free and willingly donated, which is kind of funny. Uh, the king welcomes Bill again into his king. Well, actually, he welcomes Bill to his kingdom again. And Bill tells him that the queen may take his hospitality into consideration before having him staked. They kind of laugh a little bit at Bill. And then the king gets down to business and offers Bill a position as the sheriff of Area 2 in Mississippi. Bill looks concerned. <clears throat> and asks the king if he plans to wage war against the Queen of Louisiana. The, the king says no. Um, well, actually, he doesn't say anything at this point. Talbot leaves the room to prepare the second course, and the king says, no, we're not going to wage war. I plan to marry the queen, but she's telling me no right now. Bill kind of laughs a little bit or smirks a little bit and says, well, how do you plan to change your mind? And the king says that he wants Bill to help him do that. <clears throat> We're back at the second course, and Talbot is serving warm blood bisque infused with rose petals and puts that in front of Bill as the, the king is telling Bill that he's outgrown his kingdom and that Louisiana has a lot of natural resources that he likes. He mentions that Sophie Ann is eccentric, and Talbot laughs and says she's really just crazy. Uh, the king tells Talbot not to say everything he thinks, and then Talbot's lips get a little tight so we can see some tension there. <clears throat> the king tells Bill that he can't believe that she sent him to Bontemp to date a waitress when he was one of the most promising young vampires. Bill looks uncomfortable and tells him that Bontemp was his home before he was made and he just wanted to go back there to live after they were revealed. The king tells Bill um, that he's unconvinced and that he knows Bill is still working for the queen and that she has secrets that he wants to know about. But Bill denies all this and says, I'm not the vampire you're looking for. I don't really want to be a sheriff in your kingdom and gets up to leave. At this point, the king says, oh, poor Sookie. Sure would hate for her to get hurt. And Bill, you know, just looks mad and his little fangs come out and says, leave her out of this. The Bill gets rowdy body and says, you can put your fangs away in my house. No, that's Russell. King Russell did. That's why I said the king. <clears throat> Bill put his fangs out, and then the king got up and told him to put his fangs up in his house. So Talbot um, serves dessert in another scene, blood gelato, and Bill is trying to convince him that Sookie's innocent and to keep her out of this whole matter. The king tells him that he knows he loves her and is killed for her, and he knows that he's ready to do it again, but um, this is what he wants. Talbot says that it's, it's romantic, and at this point... We hear a woman's voice walk up and say, no, it's delusional. And we look up and it's Lorena walking into the room with a rotting outfit with a hat and a crop. Bill jumps up from the table with his super vampire speed, grabs a kerosene lamp off the shelf and throws it at her. She didn't have time to really react. She tries to turn and run when the lamp hits her in the back of the head, which is funny to me, and blows up. And so she's basically caught on fire. 
<clears throat> and screaming and carrying on. So that's really the end of the Bill storyline. We move on to Sam, who's sleeping in his truck outside of the Mickens house. And he wakes up to a rifle in his face with Tommy on the other end. Uh, he makes him walk into the house, calling for his mama and Joe Lee. <laughs> so they come into the room. Sam introduces himself and tells her that uh, she knew him 34 years ago because she's saying that he, he sounds his name sounds familiar. <clears throat> the mom looks immediately like she knows who he is and walks up to him and starts kind of touching his face and tells Tommy to put the gun down. She looks back at her husband and he kind of looks at her kind of weird. Um, so in another scene, she explains that when she was 16, um, she had Sam while the dad was in prison. She thought the Merlots were nice and rich and had a big old house and would give him a good life. And she asked him if he did have a good life and he said, well, up until when I was 15. And they kind of look at each other and Tommy asks what happened when you were 15 and he kind of just says, well, I think y'all know. <clears throat> so um, the mom says tells Sam that she tried to do the best she could and that um, Joe Lee the daddy is not a shifter but she is and so is Tommy and that he, she was hoping that he would turn out like his dad and the dad says well why would you want that you know he's got something special in him that he needs to recognize and Sam doesn't see it that way he just thinks that he was just given a rough time of it since he didn't know what he was and he had he basically was abandoned by his family after that Tommy is just upset that nobody told him he had a brother and kind of storms out of the house Sam goes to try to talk to Tommy uh, while he's working on his car but Tommy's just mad and says he wishes he was adopted so he wouldn't have to be around that weird family his weird family Sam tells him that he's lucky because even if they were strange at least he knew what he was and that he was going to shift <clears throat> Tommy gets upset Sam thinking, you know, telling Sam that, you know, you think you know everything. You've only been here a couple hours. You don't know anything about this family. So Tommy says he's going to go for a run to cool down. And Sam um, asks if he can join him. He says yes. He starts taking his shirt off. And Sam notices all these scars on the back of his, well, actually all over his body, upper body. <clears throat> and Tommy says, well, I used to get into a lot of fights. So Sam strips down and changes into his little collie dog. Um, and when he runs off into the woods, Tommy just looks at him like, mm, whatever. And then he shifts into this pit bull <laughs> and runs off with this little loud, deep bull bark. <laughs> so they're running through the woods and we see, um, the pit bull, Tommy and colleague Sam running around. <clears throat> the pit bull runs into a clearing out of the woods into this road and just stands in the middle of the road waiting for Sam and barking. Sam runs up, and as soon as he runs up, there's this truck coming, <clears throat> coming down the road about to hit him. Tommy turns into this, uh, really a hawk, mm -hmm. and flies off, leaving Sam there as a dog. He doesn't know what's going on. He sees the truck, and he kind of runs out of the way, falls to the side of the road, and turns back into his human form. Looks up, and he sees the hawk flying off into the sunset, or into the night. That's really the end of the Sam, Tommy, Mickens story. <clears throat> so we go on to Lafayette. We see him um, breaking down the bathroom door and Tara swallowing a bunch of pills at the sink. So he grabs her and tries to make her spit him out, pushes her over to the toilet to make her throw up. Letty Mae runs in to see what's happening and starts praying. <laughs> Lafayette gets mad and tells her that um, 
she's failed Tara for the last time and get out of the way so he can take her to the hospital. <clears throat> On the way, Tara begs him to stop the car and not take her to the hospital. And when he does, she tells him she's fine, doesn't want to go. Um, but she just wanted, she just had enough when she saw his pills and just wanted to end it. And that she deserves some peace. Lafayette's upset that she'd try to kill herself and leave him there to plan her funeral and leave him there all by himself. She tells him not to take her to the hospital because they'll throw her up and lock away the key when they hear the story about Marianne and eggs. And <clears throat> she's just upset that she was happy, what she thought was happy. Basically, she was in a zombie state and, and didn't know what was going on with her. He tells her that life isn't about not having problems, but dealing with the ones that you have and that she's got to deal with them because she can't check out early and leave him there by himself. He tells her he's going to take her to get some food and then to go see something. So the next thing we see them going into Meadow Lake's clinic and Tara is mad, fussing and cussing loud mm. in the middle of the loud. lobby, talking about he can't take her there against her will and blah, blah, blah. He's telling her to hush up and goes up to the front desk and tells him he wants to see Ruby Jean Reynolds, his mama. <clears throat> they walk into her room and see a nurse, Jesus, we find out later, trying to get her to, Ruby Jean to eat. And this is played by Alfre Woodard, wonderful actress. Yeah, she's good. She's telling, um, she's apparently told Jesus that her son was dead and she calls him Jesus. <laughs> that her son was dead <coughs> and uh, God killed him because he was gay, but it keeps coming back. She uses a worse word, but I wasn't going to say it. Mm -hmm. um, she tells Lafayette that Jesus is Mexican, but he hasn't raped her yet. Mm -hmm. And Lafayette is apologizing to him because he can't believe she's saying all this. Jesus tells, her, tells him that he's used to it and that he's been taking care of his mother for six months and that this is the first time any visitors have come to see her. Uh, Ruby Jean says that Jesus spits in her food and calls him a racial slur that I'm not going to repeat. Mm -hmm. And um, tells him <clears throat> that he needs to go. Uh, Jesus talks to Lafayette and Tara and tells them to try to get her to eat. And then he leaves the room. So um, Lafayette, you know, is looking at her. And she's just starting looking at him like, what, what, what? What's what? Like she's going to puff up or something. I know. <laughs> and then she's looking over at Tara and tells Tara mm -hmm. that God killed her too. And Tara says, almost. He almost did. So, in a later scene, um, Tara asks Lafayette why he didn't tell her about his mama and where she was at. And he says, well, she begged me not to, and so that's why I didn't say anything. <clears throat> Tara's kind of getting on him for leaving her in there and not visiting her for six months. And Lafayette says, look, this costing a lot of money to keep her here, and I only did it because I don't want to take care of her myself. And then Tara kind of feels sorry for him and says, no, you know, if that was the case, you would have just left her in the street where you found her. And he tells her that it takes a lot of a lot more money than he can afford to do with two legal jobs. <clears throat> Tara realizes that Lafayette thinks that she could end up like his mama. And, and he says, yeah, um, there's darkness in this family with both of their moms. and But they're both strong enough to fight it and that they have to. He tells her that if she tries to kill herself again, he's going to put her in a room next to Ruby Jean. And she won't have a hot nurse like Jesus. As he's looking around trying to find him in the hallway as they leave the room. So they kind of so they kind of make a pact and they pan, fist pound on it. So looks like everything's going to be cool, although she's still kind of hurt. <clears throat> we see Sookie at Fantasia with Jessica. And she's telling Eric about Operation Werewolf, a Nazi commando force from World War II. Eric, and she's got this little symbol written on one of the coasters. Eric's looking at the symbol and tells her he's never seen it before. And asks Pam to take Jessica out the room. 
Um, Eric warns Sookie about werewolves and tells her that her life is too valuable to throw away. Uh, we see Jessica and Pam in the bathroom. Pam's putting on her little pink lipstick in the mirror. And Jessica asks Pam how does it how to feed without killing someone. And Pam's like, well, didn't Bill teach you this? And, and Jessica tells her, no, he doesn't even want me to feed on people. So he didn't tell me anything. So Pam tells her that she feels the heartbeat in the blood and that when it slows down, she slows down and stops eating. And Jessica asks her, well, how do you stop eating? You know, and she just tells her that she thinks of babies crying, soggy diapers and maggots, and that gets her to stop. Mm. Jessica then asks her, what does she do with the body if she does, if someone does by chance accidentally kill them? <clears throat> but we never hear that answer. Uh, we next see Sookie telling Eric that she's got to find Bill because he's everything to her. And she starts crying and, and Eric looks real uncomfortable and tells her not to because it makes him feel hurt, human. Uh, she tells him that she risked her life to help him find Godric, and she hopes that if he can, that he'll help her find Bill. She leaves to take Jessica home before dawn, and Eric, Eric flashes back to Germany in 1945 during World War II when him and Godric were hunting down a woman who turned out to be a werewolf. <clears throat> they arrive just as she kills an American soldier, and she turns around to attack Eric when Godric stabs her in the arm with a one of those guns with the rifles, or guns with the bayonet. knives, a bayonet, yeah. <clears throat> so he kind of impales her to the wall with her arm, and Eric uh, looks at her Operation Werewolf brand or tattoo, whatever you call it. It's mm -hmm. really a brand. A brand. And stabs her in the other arm, and then he comes back to the present time, back at, uh, at Fantasia. Sookie takes Jessica home, walks her to the door, and tells her that she feels bad about leaving her there alone, and Jessica tells her that she's a vampire and can take care of herself. She doesn't need a babysitter. They see Hoyt on the porch waiting for her. And Suki tells Jessica to be gentle with him and to call her if she feels anything from Bill. <clears throat> so then Suki leaves and Hoyt brings, um, brings over a sack to Jessica with some true blood in it in case she's hungry. He apologizes to her for not taking better care of her and that he understands why she tried to bite his mama. That if he was hungry and people were walking around with a steak, he probably would do the same thing. Jessica says it's not the same, you can't understand, and that killing's in her nature. And he tells her that his nature is to go back to his mama and listen to everything she tells him to do, but he ain't going to do it, and they can both fight their nature together. She tells him it's too late and goes in the house and shuts the door, and he gets upset and kind of kicks at the door, kind of crying a little bit, sniveling. Mm -hmm. and, and then he walks away. She's crying, of course, with all them blood tears, and then goes to get in her hidey hole for the day and then sees that dead body still there and goes ugh, gross mm -hmm. but she gets in there and shuts the door we next see jessica wake up um awake spraying lysol over the place because <laughs> it's stinking and calling a hardware store asking about chainsaws um <clears throat> she checks the body for a wallet to get some money and sees a picture of the victim with this little boy so she looks like she feels kind of bad but she takes the cash, sprays them down with Lysol again, throws the wallet back in there. We next see, uh, go to Sookie. Um, she gets home um, <clears throat> early in the morning and somebody's walking up behind her. She turns around and kicks him and it turns out it's Jason there eating her chicken. He said that he came over to help clean the house because he knew Gran would really be really upset to see her house in such a state and he got hungry. And that he wonders why Suki wasn't with Bill. She starts crying and gives him a hug and apparently tells him the whole story. Because the next scene we see, Jason is amazed asking about 
werewolves being real. What about werewolves and Santa? She tells him. Bigfoot. Yeah, that's right. Bigfoot and Santa. So she tells, you know, so she tells him to get serious that she's really worried about Bill, but nobody will really listen to her. And Jason tells her that he's going to ask Andy for help with the situation um, so that she can get some rest and let him worry about the situation for a while. So she kind of cries and they walk out, which is really kind of cute. So then we see Suki getting to Merlot's for her shift and she hears somebody's mind talking about getting her and doing and getting back home in time for some game show on TV. (laughs) She turns around and sees this nasty, greasy looking man in the woods staring at her. At this moment, Terry comes out of Merlot's and says hi, but she's running into the woods screaming for the person to tell her what he knows and what's going on. Terry runs up behind her and kind of stops her and kind of gets in front of her to track the footsteps and notices a big biker boot footprint in the mud, in the dirt. <clears throat> As they follow it, they turn into paws and he's like, this is strange. And then uh, Suki finds some clothes on the side where his the guy's boots and clothes are at and takes them into Merlot's. Terry wants to call Andy, but Suki is telling him no. Please don't tell anybody because it's my only link to finding out what's happened to Bill and that he has to keep a secret. And Terry looks uncomfortable says he's not good at, at keeping secrets, but she tells him that she thinks he's good at anything that he wants to do. <clears throat> he um, gives Suki a gun and tells her that he's always liked her and that he'd be sad if she ended up dead. And um, she takes the gun and goes on. Arlene comes in with an armful of supplies and yells at Terry for not hearing her, asking for help. And he apologizes and tells her he, he'll still help her, but she says, I'll just do it myself like I do everything else. So he's looking at her like, what the heck did I do? <clears throat> we see Jason at the police station um, going to find Andy, and there's a press conference being held with Andy and, about the uh, murder of, or the killing of eggs and, and what happened with that whole situation. It looks like Andy's a hero, and Jason's kind of feeling bad that, he, that he's having to go through all this and that he needs to tell the truth. Andy leads Jason away from all that because he didn't want Jason to spill the beans and they go back to Merlot's to eat. And he tells Jason um, that he needs to just lay low and let all this blow over. Jason says that he thinks he might belong in jail because he always tries to do right and ends up hurting people and he needs to be punished. And, And Andy tells Jason he's a good person, prettier than most girls, and he needs to get on with his life and just apply himself. Jason's kind of touched and gives Andy a hug and tells him he's his best friend. Mm. And Andy just looks at him and says, that's just sad. Mm. So next we see someone with some turned up toed boots, cowboy boots, walking into what I thought was Bill's house, but it just looked like an old house. It turned out to be Bill's house, but at the time you don't really know. He starts rummaging through some papers in this big, large desk. And we see a family tree with, of the Stackhouse family along with a whole bunch of articles about Suki, particularly one in the second grade spelling bee. And then he finds a recent picture of Suki in her Merlot's outfit. <clears throat> we see uh, Lafayette and Tara going to Merlot's so Lafayette can start his shift. And he says he, he's sorry to bring her there, but he doesn't want her to be alone right now. <clears throat> She's like, fine, whatever. Uh, we see Terry cornering Arlene in the... Uh, coming out of the bathroom and telling her that he wrote a list of all the reasons she can trust him with her kids because he thinks that's the reason why she's so upset it was so cute so he's telling her that he's a nurturer 
and the story about Felix's baby armadillo he found at the side of the road that he nursed back to health <laughs> and now lives under his bed. <laughs> That's so cute. <clears throat> and that he um, has a degree in anger management mm. that he can show her. She starts getting sick again and runs back in the bathroom throwing up. And through the bathroom door, he's saying, number three, I ain't never killed nobody by accident <clears throat> So we see a man walking into the bar, and he goes up to the bar where Tara's sitting and starts talking to her. Um, he's asking her what she's doing that evening, and she's, she just tells him she's trying not to kill herself. And he says, how's that going? She's like, well, I'm still alive. And he says, well, I ain't. So she realizes he's a vampire. He asks for some true blood, which she gets him, and then she kind of walks off and leaves him there. As um, she walks off, the camera pans down, and we see he's got some upturned cowboy boots that was mm-hmm. in the house. So we see Jessica get home with a chainsaw, go to her cubbyhole to deal with it, and the body is gone. She's looking around all scared, like, what the hell? And that's, the end of Je- that's all we see of Jessica for that episode. Back at Merlot's, <clears throat> Jason and Andy are leaving, and Andy tells Jason he's going to take him home because he's drank too much. On the way, they get a call from Rosie at the police station about a meth lab and hotshot that they need to, that Andy needs to go look into. So they go to hotshot and Kenny comes over and tells Andy he doesn't need to be there on his time off. And he says, Hey, it's my town. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, and as they're talking, a man comes out of the house name is Calvin Norris. And they tell him that they have a warrant to search his house. At this point, Jason's looking out of the car window and sees a girl in the woods running into the woods. So he gets out and follows her and notices that she's crying and asks her if she's okay. She kind of just looks at him and runs off. As he's looking after her, he sees someone coming out the back of the house and he runs and tackles them while Kenya and Andy run up with their guns drawn. And he's, he's saying, hey, I caught me a drug dealer and pulls out this big old bag of drugs. We go back to Merlot's and we see Tara outside drinking when two drunk rednecks come out. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> two drunk rednecks come out and start laughing about eggs and, and saying racial slurs we're not going to repeat and talking about peeing on the spot where he died. So Tara runs over, <laughs> hits one of them because she's drunk and mad and wants to do something. Hits one of them, knocks him out. The other guy yells at her and tells her that she's the one that screwed a killer. Not him, so why is she upset? <laughs> so she goes to get him when the vampire from the bar with the boots runs over, grabs the redneck and says, you need to apologize to the lady. The guy's like, hell no, I'm not apologizing to that bee. So Tara punches him and just keeps on punching him. And it seems like the more she punches him, the more the little vampire gets excited and his little fangs start coming out. And we have to talk about, he has some big ass fangs too. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. <clears throat> so, we next see Sookie at home on her couch with a gun in her hand. Um, she hears a noise outside and goes to the door, but it turns out it's just Eric. He um, looks at her and says, they came for you. And she said, yeah, I just won this morning. And Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And she's like, do you have any information about Bill? And he tells her that he lied to her and about Operation Werewolf. And they flash back again to Germany in 1945 when he's got that werewolf woman up on the wall. Uh, Eric's demanding the woman tell him who her master is, and she says she will if he gives her some of his blood. Godric tells Eric the blood's sacred, but Eric ignores him and, and cuts into his own arm and lets her drink out of him. <clears throat> she tells him that her master is one of them, a vampire, and Eric is just kind of shocked and just standing there. When she overpowers him, throws him to the floor, and is getting ready to stab him when Godric runs over and breaks her neck. <clears throat> He tells Eric that he must dominate his feelings and not be dominated by them. He says that they will keep looking and to have patience. We get back to present time and Eric's telling Suki that Godric and him would pose as whatever they needed to do to get closer to the pack and that the pack dated back before the Nazi party. So they weren't just Nazis, they just were from that era when they were found when he found that one werewolf. He tells her that they aren't ordinary werewolves, but ones that were well-funded, organized, and highly trained, and fueled by vampire blood. He tells her his loyalty is not to Bill, but he owes her and wants to protect her and thinks and knows that they're coming for her. He asks her to be invited into the house so he can protect her, and she tells Eric that she still Bills. <clears throat> so then um, Eric kind of looks at her ring on her finger, the wedding ring or engagement ring, and tells her that, goes through the whole wedding vow thing to having the whole rich or poor, sickness and health, whatever, whatever. And tells her that she'd be the only one dying if they were to get married. And she says, I'm not going to talk about this with you. Um, so let's just move on. He hears something in the house and asks her to invite him in. <clears throat> she kind of hesitates, um, but he kind of really gets insistent and says, invite me in. So she does. And when they walk into the house, there's a werewolf coming down her hallway. With some orange-looking eyes, which looked is really like cool. Cooter to me. It looked like somebody. I don't it's think cooter. it was Cooter because they're in Mississippi. It wasn't Cooter. It was somebody else. <clears throat> so um, Eric has his fangs out. Looks like he's gonna lunge. The werewolf is lunging for Eric, and then we see Sookie with the gun and shoots, and that's the end of the episode. Well, we hear a gunshot. We hear a gunshot, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode. Okay, well that Woo! that was a shorter recap than mine, but it was still kind of long. <laughs> it was still long, but I but tried because, to combine it. That's because each episode has so much stuff in it. It does. It's such densely packed. But, you know, I really, really like this episode. I happen to know that the vampire at the bar's name is Franklin, but right, we know. I don't think they've, they've said that <clears throat> quite yet. But but um, I really like this episode, but I have to say my favorite scenes of the episode of this whole episode, and I like all of them, but it was King Russell and Talbot. 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 Yes. I love Talbot. He I like is Talbot. cracking me up. And the best line of the, to me, the whole thing is when he says, excuse me, I have to go and, and prepare the second course. And he, as he's walking in the kitchen, he says, Alfred, bring me that tie boy. Oh, uh-huh. that is just 
hilarious. That's just hilarious. He is really good. And didn't you catch the fact that Talbot is the king's husband? Right. Okay. Yes, I know. He's the host. He's he's he lives there. They're together. He's playing like the mayor's wife or like a like a yeah. politician's wife. Yeah. Like and, the first lady. Yeah. Or and being the consummate oh. host, he's real gentle. Uh-huh. And he's like, okay, n- enough business, boys. Let's get down to letting him rest, let him get cleaned mm-hmm. up, and showing him all his decorations. I just really I like, like this character. I do too. I really am liking Talbot. I like so. I like the king too. I just I like, like the, the king. way he talks. And he's I like, do too. They're supposed. To, he's trying to be all genteel and I know. stuff, but then he's got to get ugly every couple of minutes but or that, so. That whole scene when he rides up on the horse, so that is just amazing. That that well, was very good. The scene good. that was so interesting is when um, Bill saw him. He didn't have to introduce himself no. to him, or not. He, and he knows bowed. him. He knows him. Yeah, which, you know we didn't. And he bows to him and says, says "Your, Your Majesty." Majesty. Yeah. And then another cool scene, which I'm sure portends more for. The season that I know more about this storyline because right. I read the books, and we're not going to reveal all that. Mm-hmm. But the one interesting scene in it, especially Bill's reaction when the king tells him, "I know the queen didn't just send you to Bon Temps just for you to date this waitress." Oh, you he have said other... babysit a waitress. No, That's he said he... date. Well, for you to date this waitress, I know there's more to it, and I want to know. And Bill's looking at him like, "Oh shit, how am I going to talk about this?" He's like, "You got." You got the wrong vampire. I ain't nothing. Well, first about of all, the person that you think I am. It seems to me this episode did a whole lot to put <clears throat> a lot of things that happened last season with Eric and Suki when they were in Dallas in perspective. Because when Franklin, the vampire, goes into, or the, the guy with the boots, as you say, is sneaking into Bill's house, he is looking around for all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Now, he does not find anything about Sookie or the Stackhouses until he takes that special folder out from this hidden place. Right. And that lets you know, oh, Bill had that thing hidden. Mm-hmm. And when he opened that special uh, folder, they had a family tree that was all articles. circled out. Mm-hmm. Articles about Sookie from the time she was two, uh, uh, in second grade. And just all kind of stuff about Sookie. And the, that that was Bill's information. Bill yeah. had all that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bill, I don't think... See, and to me, it puts it in perspective that I don't think he showed up at Merlot's in season one by accident. I think he targeted Sookie and has all along. And I think he fell in love with her for real, I think. But I don't think that was his intent in the beginning. See? But, uh Yeah. Bill is not mm-hmm. all that whole The whole scene, I'm, I mean, I love Bill. And I've loved I Bill from too. the beginning, the character. And last season, we kind he kind of got lost in the background a little bit to me. Mm-hmm. But I like that they're bringing him back into the forefront. And just Stephen Moyer, the actor's way that he yeah. reacts to stuff. And the he way he... Good. I mean, just the humor they put into the scenes when he heard Cooter's name. He's like... I know. Really? And, and here on. he is. He got blood all, all over, his, over mouth. his mouth. He's ready to chomp up some more werewolves. <laughs> yeah, and he's and, laughing. But wait a minute. The thing I like the best of, uh, about the opening scenes is it's just like, it's just like, I don't know if Steve uh, Allen Ball did this on purpose or not, but of all things, he bit off his ear. And the, the, the thing I thought about the first is 
the fight with Mike Tyson and a Holyfield where he bit off his oh, ear. Lord. I did. Mm. I thought, oh my Lord, no, he isn't going back to Mike Tyson. You know, but that was so funny. But I kind of had a feeling that Bill was going to have the upper hand. When he said, I must warn you, I fed. So, yeah, I think, you know. And that cooter guy, he was the leader in the yeah, car. See? So that was the same <clears throat> werewolf. And then when Bill said, they have fed off of me. Yeah. Took silver to me first and then fed off of me. And the king was like, what? Oh, he, he was, was mad. mad. He was mad. He was real mad because he and was that cooter was scared. He was very scared. Was I scared. have a feeling he didn't shoot the cooter guy because the cooter guy is the leader. Yeah. See, he's the leader. Mm-hmm. So you know. So it'll be interesting to see how he has so much control over those vampire or those werewolves. werewolves. Now, and <clears throat> another thing I thought was really interesting when Eric was explaining to Suki or telling Suki about when he and Godric encountered them back in the Nazi days and stuff. And Suki said, so they were uh, they were uh, Nazi werewolves? And he said, no, they're runic. They date way before uh, the, the, the uh, uh, Nazis. Nazi party. Well, the, uh, the runic area is way back in the Viking times when, God, uh, when Eric first was made a vampire by Godric. So they've been around that long well, the as a group. Been, well, if vampires have, then that means most everything else probably was too. Yeah. But anyway, so I thought that was interesting, too. Yeah, I, I really loved all those scenes with the king. Yeah, I'm liking the, the king. Dinner. I love the dinner scenes. Oh, that was so funny. And when the king's talking about um, being with, excuse me, trying to get Sophie Ann to marry him, and Bill's face is like, yeah, and she right. don't like dudes. Yeah. And, and obviously, you don't, you like, don't girls, like girls. You don't know. like it was just funny the way I his know. face was like, well, how are you going to change her mind? How, I mean, how do you think you're going to get this done? <laughs> but the king got rowdy quick. Oh, he said, gosh. you are going to help me change her mind. He wants to get the dirt on her so he can blackmail her. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 And I love Pam in And I'm this excited episode. to see the reaction. Well, back to that one real quick. Okay. I'm excited to see the reaction. I mean, because... I understand that Talbot knows the king's plan. Yes. But he left the room before they really talked about it. And Talbot seems to not have a high opinion of her anyway. Right. So how is he going to react when it all, if it all goes into exactly. place? Because he won't be the Yeah. And did you notice that lady. the king went into that detail once Talbot, once Talbot left was the, out room. the room? Right. Because he, he kind of looked behind it first and then he said that to Bill. Mm-hmm. See? I'm mm-hmm. sure Talbot knows, though. Well, yeah, but... But it's one thing to know, but another thing to have to experience it when he's used to being the mm-hmm. lady of the house or the man of the house, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, this that's is going to be Yeah, I can't wait to see more of the king and Talbot. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And back to that scene, too. Uh, I had somebody ask me, well, does that mean Lorraine is dead? And I said, no. no. Vampires heal. So she's going to heal. She's going to be. Because you got to either sever their head. She's going to for a while, right, though. Right. You got to sever their head or stake them so, and, you know, fire. I love that scene, though. Oh, I love it. She, when oh, he yeah. jumped We need up. to burn that bitch. He was like, oh, hell, hell no. Hell no. Bam. <laughs> Let me get this bitch now. That was so good. She that was so in there. good. I know. I that, liked that it. Was, that was, that was really wonderful because, you know, she got to pay for all the stuff she done done to him, you know. So anyway, well, but 
I like seeing Pam in this episode too. And that was a real funny scene with her and Jessica in the bathroom. Yeah, I like that. That was hilarious. And Pam's just putting on her lipstick and stuff, you know. And she seemed real irritated, like, didn't Bill te teach you nothing? You know, oh, that was funny. I really liked it too. I just love the way Pam talks. I do She's too. Like, Let's go stare at ourselves in the mirror. Like we're so cute. Let's mm -hmm. go look at ourselves and entertain ourselves for a while. And and you know I'm glad that Alfrey Woodard is in it because she plays so well. Ooh. But because because Lafayette's going to end up liking this Jesus, then we should see more. Well, but we don't want to tell all the plot points to people that don't might not look at spoilers and don't know. Well. So yeah, let that true. you know. Let's not do all that. But that's true. I like how they did her character. We only saw her for five, not even five full minutes. Yeah, but that told though. so much about her relationship with Lafayette, mm -hmm. with Tara, how mm -hmm. crazy she really is. Cause one minute she was smiling, next minute she's like, "What you want? Mm -hmm. What you doing here?" Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, and all her little slurs and and insults to all of them in there. Mm -hmm. Was just too yeah. much. So I hope we get to see a lot more of her. Yeah, she's gonna be. She's she's gonna be amazing. And the whole scene of the whole episode with Tara and Lafayette, I loved. Oh yeah, it that was, was so good because Lafayette's like, look, we are the two that have been fighting together. Yep. To overcome our parents' crap, craziness, and you ain't gonna leave me here to deal with it all by myself. We are too strong, and I'm not gonna let you. And I have a feeling that. Lafayette's mother probably had some kind of addiction also before she got religion too because it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Of the way she, she interacts or feels about Lafayette being gay. I don't know. I don't get that at all. I just get that she is off. Well, and, yeah, she's mentally And from off. what he said in his little hallucination last season with Eric in the dress, <clears throat> you know, she doesn't believe in in people being gay, so she's kind of disowned him for that. Yeah. But I don't get that she's had an addiction problem. Well. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe she has had mental illness for so long what could that, be? you know, all that has put into place how she treated him when he was younger, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So just all the scenes with him and, and Tara were great. Yeah, I thought that was good the way he explained it to her 
that why he was not going to let her kill herself. Mm-hmm. And But that whole bathroom scene was good because he stuck his finger down her, her throat, throat. Yes, to make he her did. throw it up. And Letty May, oh, that oh. was so good. Letty May in there, oh, you know, that's a sin to kill yourself. She don't need to hear that crap right then. That's why he oh, pushed her down and said, get man. the F out the way. <laughs> oh, and you know what? When Lafayette was explaining to um, Tara about how and why he, he kept uh, Ruby Jean at that place, now I let you know that that was probably his main motivation for starting to sell that B in the first place. For the money. Money, hustling, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he was hustling, making them videos and yep. everything else, remember, mm-hmm. in, in season one. Yeah. Because he needed money. He needed money. To pay for that uh, treatment for her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, see, that kind of, you know. T- it shows that he too. doesn't completely forget about her. That even exactly. though she's disowned him or whatever, calls him names, he whatever. Still he still cares her, enough. Because that's his mom. Yeah, to put him, mm-hmm. put her somewhere. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so what that whole scene was good. And when they was leaving, and he was talking about, uh, uh, he said something about Jesus. He said, well, oh, if you try God. to do it again, you're going to be right next to her, but you won't have anyone as fine as Jesus trying to feed you. Yeah, yeah. That's the he whole said. time he's looking around like, can yeah, I get another yeah. glimpse of him? Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> and so, uh, but that look that Tara get, uh, gave him, it was like her mm-hmm. old self. It was like, oh, what you cooking up? She was like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you hear me? She's like, I hear you. <laughs> but probably one of the funniest also lines in the whole place is when Jason is helping Sookie clean the kitchen. And he says, werewolves are real? She said, uh-huh. And he says, what about Bigfoot? And Sookie says, well, it's a possibility. And he says, Santa? Santa? <laughs> and she said, okay, That's Jason, serious. focus, focus. Yeah. Oh, that was and I had to roll that, that one back. That was so cute. Oh, he is a trip. He is a trip. Jason is so cute, though. And then when Andy is telling him, you prettier than most girls. <laughs> At first I was like, okay, what Andy trying? I thought Andy was going to say, look, true. you can't handle jail. You but, will not survive in jail. But it's true, though, because he is awful cute. He is cute. Oh, man. Very I tell cute. you. Mm. And, uh, but then when he said that Andy was his best friend, I kind I find I felt kind of bad because really that should be Hoyt, right? You know. Mm-hmm. So I felt kind of bad, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad Hoyt ain't there to hear that." Yeah. Well, but like, what about Hoyt? I also like the 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 scenes with Terry. I just love Terry because oh, see, yes. when when Suki ran off in the woods. I mean, Terry, it's like his mind went back to Vietnam. Because did you see? Deserts, yeah. yeah. Uh, he ran in front of her and he gave her that little... Signal like stop. Signal like, you know, like, like those commandos do mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, he had me dying laughing. But when he was talking about, I'm a nurturer, I got a baby armadillo that I nurtured back to health. And, and, he's, he, and he's living under my bed. His name is Felix. I know. <laughs> oh, that That's was so, so cute. cute. But then when he gave Suki... Now, this is another funny one, too. When he gave Suki that gun and said, do you know how to use one of these? And she looked, she took the gun and was checking it and said, I ain't, I ain't that, that blonde. blonde. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I thought to myself, go ahead, Suki. That was hilarious. That was good. That and was then really him good. and his 
crazy way of saying, you know, if you get dead, I'll be sad. So, you know. Yeah. Because I've always liked you. That was sweet. I know. He is. I really like Terry. I like Terry, too. I like that character, mm-hmm. Terry. So. Oh, but that, that was good. I ain't that blonde. So, what'd you think about the um, whole Sam story? I'm liking the Sam story myself. Because I like the fact that Sam has found them. First of all, this fool Joe Lee got me dying. This guy is just a trip. His the daddy? Mom, yeah, yeah, the daddy. Now, I forget what the mama's name. Melinda. Melinda, there Melinda. You go. Melinda. Now, Melinda, though, I can't wait to see what she shifts into because she shifts. So, what does she shift into? See? But now, this is my thoughts on the brother Tommy and all those scars. He's a pit bull, right? I'm thinking like Michael Vick. I'm thinking they like fought him. For some money, and that's where all them scars come from. You know, because he's a pit bull. That's the Mm -hmm. first thing I thought when he was a pit bull. First of all, when he shifted to a pit bull, I laughed. Because he kind of wimpy to me. Yeah, his human form is kind of wimpy. Kind of wimpy. I laughed just because of his facial expression when he saw Sam's dog. Yeah. He's he's like, like, "Mm, mm, that's like a sissy. I know. Although, if he was human and him and Sam went at it, Sam would win. Sam would beat the crap out of him. in the shifting form, it was just so funny. He was like... Because, okay, I'm I'm thinking back to the telephone conversation that Sam had with the Chamber of Commerce lady, Audrey. Yeah. And when she was saying that, you know, they were evicted and stuff and they did a whole lot of stuff in the town. And then when he shifted to a pit bull... After seeing them scars, I, I, I don't know. That's well, the first I mean, thing I thought was. You can tell was, they oh. need money because they talked about bills. Yeah. Um, Jolie was talking about, are you a bill collector? So I think he and was fighting. And he checked their mail, which we didn't talk about last week. I forgot to mention. What? That big ass mailbox. Did you see that big ass mailbox? Like Paul Bunyan's mailbox or something? <laughs> I was like, who has a mailbox that doggone big? Well, out of the country they do. <clears throat> no, not and nobody else's mailbox was that big. That was huge. You know what? I didn't even notice. I meant to mention it last week. Okay, I'm going to have to go back and look because I didn't notice. When Sam got into their mailbox to see their mail, all of it said Uh past due and everything. So you can obviously, and then, you know, that makes sense with Tommy cheating that lady out of new tires. Yeah. Because they're just trying to sell and resell and and trying to do the best they can to make money. Yep. Yep. By cheating folks, though, but still. So I have a feeling, but. Yeah, so I'm really liking that storyline. And, you know, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking because Tommy is so uh, upset for now and everything. I think when Sam goes back to Merlot's or uh, Bonton, what do you think Tommy go with him? I don't know if he's going to go back right away. He's probably going to want to stay there and, and learn more about the family. That's true. Try to have some kind of little relationship with them because he hasn't had a family yeah. since he was 15. And now That's he's true. 34. And, you know, he didn't have anyone besides his friends. Yeah. You know? That's so true. I feel like he's not going to go back to Bone Tom anytime soon. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. And then when Tommy, um, or when they ended up in the street, and he got run, almost got run over, that's going to mm-hmm. be interesting to see. Because um, I was wondering, well, Sam just switching to the owl, or switching to the fly, or switching well, to see, something. Well, see, but he has said before... That he has to see something in order to shift to it. Other the first than time. his dog. The first time. Oh, okay. I thought he meant all the uh-uh. time. The first time. Yeah, okay. Well, but because that that truck 
he had to jump out of the way of the truck that bought him out of his little shift. So yeah. that made sense because it was like a shocking event, you know. So, you know, one thing you didn't talk about and uh, uh, we need to mention, and that is when Andy had to go to the hot spot. What is it, hot spot or hot shot? Hot shot. Hot shot. And bust up this meth lab and the little blonde girl that I did talk about that snuck out of there. <clears throat> is oh. she going to be a shifter? You think? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because uh, who knows? Because we don't know anything about Hot Shot yet, unless you've read the books. So yeah, you know, we don't know. But yeah, I thought that was funny too when Andy when uh, Jason said, "Ooh, I've never been in the front seat before." Mm-hmm. He is so dumb. <laughs> Poor Jason. He's <clears throat> just so clueless sometimes. You know. And then he also meant to do, oh, I've never been to Hot Shot. I always wanted to go there. So, hmm. Yeah, unless you know the books, you really don't know much about it because it's in the books a lot. Okay. Later, like third on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm, we're going to learn more about it, I'm sure, this okay. season since they brought it up. Yeah. And um, Calvin, that one character that we saw briefly, mm-hmm. we should see more about that character too. Okay. <clears throat> Now, I also really, really like the scenes with Suki and Eric this week. I do, too. Suki, to me, I felt kind of bad for her in this episode. Cause she's trying to get information and someone to care enough to help her. And Eric's just standing there like, whatever. Who cares? And and she's like, look, I risked my life to help you with Godric. And he's like, well, Bill ain't no Godric. He gets all hepped up. But you can tell that her tears and her being upset affects him, even though he doesn't yeah. like he doesn't like why she's crying, that she loves Bill so much. Yeah. But he, lo- I mean, but he could tell he's upset that she's upset mm-hmm. a little bit. And then when she says, look, I helped you when you had a loved one or someone that you cared about that was missing. I helped. And if I, I would hope that you would help me if you could with anything you can about Bill. Yeah. And he could tell he was kind of affected by that. Just the way that they interacted. Right. But for now, Eric does not know where Bill is, though. Because, no, he doesn't. Because the people he had... Uh, uh, Trying uh, to snatch him. Sna- uh, couldn't snatch him. Right. Couldn't snatch him. But, so. I mean, the fact that he lied and didn't tell her that he knew anything yeah, about werewolves was true. part of it. So I think that's part of why he felt kind of bad. And then, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really liked the scene, which I didn't mention too much of, because I was trying not to get too detailed, about... When he's telling her, don't underestimate your life and your value. Yeah. And then he was like, crap, did I really say that out loud? Like, he didn't want to reveal yeah. that he cares but, for her. But did you see Sookie's face? Yeah. You could see like, her kind of looking like, oh, oh hey, shit. I, I, may, I may have to reevaluate him. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems to me, though, the way her facial expressions are and the way she's interacting with Eric in this episode, that she's softening to depending upon him a little more. Which no, is what I think wants. she's softening her feelings towards him because she realizes he does feel. Yeah. Now she doesn't return those feelings for him, mm-hmm. but the fact that he can, he's kind of revealing a little bit that he does have compassion, mm-hmm. and actually she's softer towards him since Godric. I mean, she yes. was really pissed at him yes. when he tricked her into drinking his blood and pulling that silver out. But after the whole Godric thing and she's seeing how he broke down, I think that softened her towards him yeah, and made so. her realize that he has feelings and that he's not just this cold, killing vampire that just wants to get what he wants to get from me. Yeah, I think so, too. And now this is even further showing that he does have feelings mm-hmm. for her, which he doesn't quite reciprocate. But I think she softens her feelings towards him being just this cold monster mm-hmm. 
that he wants to portray. She kind of sees through that. Yeah. <clears throat> and then when he said that, and, and then when he came to her house and was trying to be kind of crude and stuff to her, she's like, you know, you ain't going to distract me by being nasty. Mm-hmm. I like that line. She's like, well, okay, whatever. Um, invite me in so we can find mm-hmm. out. <clears throat> but that whole, when he told her that whole story... And was mm-hmm. trying to get in the house. And she was kind of like, well, you know, I'm still Bills. Just want to let you know. And he just kind of looked at her. You know, just the way he was just looking at her. Mm-hmm. I liked all that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, what they can say without saying words. Yeah. I like Tara kicking the crap out them rednecks. <laughs> that was funny. Because, you know, even before she was sad about eggs, she was an angry girl anyway. Yeah, she <laughs> so was. So she had a lot of anger anyway. Well, that you know? vampire was nasty looking. And, well, I, you know what? I noticed really. today, or not today, but in the, in the last episode, all their teeth are big now. Are long. They're long and thick. So I just think that now that we go back and I've gone back and watched it, I think that they just changed their teeth. It could be, but when we first encountered Sophia, she had them long teeth. Because I went back and looked. Yeah, but she had them and that long was towards teeth. the end of the season, though, too. That's true. That it was towards was. the end of the season. That is true. And now all well, now, the vampires, when they bring their fangs out. Bill's teeth weren't real long. Not then, but they are now. When, when, Phil, Phil, when Bill... Okay, when Bill bared his teeth at King Russell's house. They were thick and long. They weren't as long as Sophie Ann's, so. They were thick and, well, maybe not, but they were thick and long. Hmm, okay. She's older than Bill, too. Bill's yeah. only 100-something years old. That's true. And she's way more than that, even though she's not as old as Eric. Yeah. But all their teeth lately in this last episode, because we saw the King, we saw Bill. Yeah, maybe they just we saw changed their teeth. that Franklin dude. We mm-hmm. saw Eric's. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that Franklin all has long teeth. All of them teeth. had thick, long teeth in last season and the season before. They didn't have long teeth like that. Yeah, that's true. I, until the end. Sophie Ann did at the end. That was She wasn't in the season until probably the last three episodes or so. Yeah, three, four, so I'm thinking maybe they just changed the, whatever they use for their teeth well, it could be. <clears> to be know. stronger and better and look yeah. more nat- I don't know. but I don't know. Now I'm thinking that our original hypothesis is not correct that they were Big because she's the queen. No, that is not correct. And, um, well, are we finished with this? I think so. We okay. Have... Well, I do know, before so... we get into emails and stuff, I do know that um, uh, I had told you that uh, I was on iTunes the other day, and they have some little short little video clips uh, uh, on a, a little site called True Blood. 
and it oh there's some commentary from Alan Ball and and all the actors and stuff but one of the clips that I watched was Pam and it says Pam something and she is complaining uh, this actress is in character uh, uh, this Kristen ba uh, Bayer who plays her she's in character of Pam and she's complaining about Nan remember we <clears throat> talked about whether Nan was the oldest because she was a spokesperson Mm -hmm. And she was complaining about the fact that Nan thinks she has all this authority, but all she is is the face of them, says she has no authority. And then Pam says, hell, she's not even as old as me. So, no, she's not the oldest. So I'm just going to point that out. Because we had said that on, on our first podcast, wondering whether Nan was the oldest and stuff. And Yeah, and I figured she wasn't that old. Yeah, she's not. She's just, <clears throat> she just has power because she's person. the Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, we had several comments on our website and also on iTunes that oh, we cool. forgot we didn't mention okay. uh, last time. <clears throat> so our iTunes, um, we had a couple of iTunes comments. One from Samantha739 Okay. a couple of weeks ago that I missed. And she says, this is my favorite True Blood podcast. <laughs> they mention stuff I may have missed and they speak to each other just like girlfriends would. <laughs> I do think the episode recaps are a bit long. But afterwards, the two women are too funny and insightful. You will really enjoy it. <laughs> well, thank you thank very you, much. Samantha. <clears throat> and then another um, comment from just about a week ago is from Yinka A. Okay. And she said, or he says, I have been reviewing other True Blood podcasts, and this one, however, is the best. The women are witty, and the review is solid, coming from a book and non-book reader. Yep. Plus, I love it coming from a sister, sister's point of view. Yep. Love it. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you very much for the emails. And back to Samantha. Five stars. Uh, woo, thank you. Both of them. Uh, but back to Samantha's comment. You know, we are trying to shorten our recaps. <laughs> yes. Mine was way too long. 40 minutes or something like that. I know. We're trying. And so when I do the recap for next uh, episode, I'm going to really try to... To, you know, make it a recap and not, you know, so long. So we're trying to shorten them up. But thank you guys for that, uh, for those comments and for following <clears throat> us on iTunes. We appreciate it very much. Yes, we do. Okay. And then we had a couple of website comments. Oh, cool. And, <clears throat> excuse me, one is, and they're both from this past week. Okay. Uh, one is from Chanel from Chicago. Oh, great. And she says, I'm so happy your podcasts are back. Sister Speak True Blood is the only True Blood podcast that I truly enjoy. Oh, thank you so much, Chanel. That's very nice. Thank and then you. another from Apple Ann. She says, I'm excited to have True Blood back and excited to hear what you ladies have to say. I have no one to talk True Blood with, so you two fill that void. Lafayette is the bomb. Yes, I agree. Thank you, Apple Ann. That is great. Well, thank you for leaving us comments. We love it. And we are just so glad that, that the people who listen to our podcast... You know, appreciate the way that we do it because we, we just, we really love True Blood and we just like to talk about, talk about it. it. So, you know. Give our input. Yeah. Input. We like to hear others' inputs yeah. too. Yeah. And because, you know, you don't often get to hear um, comments from, you know, black women about how they feel about whatever. Well, there's no podcast. No. There's not a lot. Well, there, well, there's not a lot of podcasts out there with from people of color anyway period right so, so that's why we given do our this. perspective is is fun yeah we like it okay our first email is from Ivern, and she says okay. uh welcome back ladies i'm so glad you two are back i enjoyed your podcast but i have to make a comment about a few things sister k said 
about the werewolves taking Bill. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I believe she thought it was the werewolves' idea to kidnap Bill because of the blood. But if you go back and listen again, Bill said to them, if your orders are to keep me alive, right. you are going to kill me because you are draining me. That may not be the exact quote, but something like that. Mm-hmm. Also, in the books, Eric is older than the queen, and I have no idea of why her teeth are so big. <laughs> they were also pretty big last season when she threw Eric on the ground when yep. she questioned him about the V. Only the firstborn in a family of shifters or werewolves becomes a shifter or werewolf, and they sometimes date outside of their species. <clears throat> in the book, and we're not going to talk about that, mm-hmm. um, she says, if a, in the book, we'll talk, I'll say this part, if a human being is bitten by one of these creatures, then that person becomes a creature like the old werewolf movies, half man, half creature. <clears throat> she says, Sister J, you read the books, but I think she meant Sister K. Yeah. Remember book. This is Sister J. I have not read any of the books. Yeah. She says, remember book four. I don't want to say too much and get Sister J upset. She That's says, right. Hey. <laughs> she may not want to know what is in book four. Just remember someone gets bitten. Now back to the werewolves. One, only one was killed in the car accident. That was the one Bill snapped his neck. Exactly. Remember, there was only one body in the car when Suki and Jessica got there. That's what I said. <clears throat> also, did you notice how upset Bill was when he questioned the old lady on where he was? He learned he was in Mississippi and not in Louisiana anymore. Remember, the king of Mississippi is going to be important this season. Bill knows someone hired those werewolves. I'm not going to say who because it may be different from the book, but I don't think so. This is before the second episode aired. Right. Well, I only wanted to cover one or two things and ended up saying more than I should. Yep. I tried not to give too much away. Sister <laughs> Jay, I am just so glad you both are back. I will be looking forward to your podcast each week after the show's air. I know it probably won't be right after the show, but like tonight, it gave me something to look forward to. Great job as usual. Thank you, Ivern. Thank you, Ivern, for that email. But you know, yeah, you probably gave a little too much away. You know, okay, Sister K has read all the books, all of them. No, not the last one. Okay, well, you got the last one. But anyway, I have not read any of them. And so, and the reason I don't read them is because I don't necessarily want to be always comparing the book to what Alan Ball is doing with this series because he clearly says all the time it is different. So, it is you know, to things a point. are going to be different. It's not, he says it's not word for word, but he takes a lot of the stories that are in the book he puts into the show. Okay. Okay. And her <laughs> mentioning that Eric is older than Sophie Ann, that, that's, that's what you said. Okay. Well, I think she said that in her uh, yeah. email. And that's fine, but but I wish they would then let us know, those of us that do not read the books, then how, how come she is a queen and he's not? He's not well, it could be just king. the fact that he wasn't in that area for long enough, or could maybe be. he just moved back to the area and was yeah. made sheriff. I mean, we have seen him being traveling all over Europe, and he was... That's true. He didn't even live in the U.S. He was made in Sweden. Right. So, you know, he might have just come here 200 years ago and she's 500 years old and was the queen at the time. Or, you know, we don't know. Well, yeah, now that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. And, I mean, we have politicians now that are younger than some of the constituents they support. And that doesn't mean anything. That's true. So, you know, I don't think she gave too much away. She was just kind of explaining because last week we were talking about their ages, Sophie Ann and Eric's Mm -hmm. and the teeth. And yeah, we were the also teeth. talking about the where um, the shifters and stuff because you were mentioning you talked to somebody at work mm-hmm. who were telling you about the wares. 
the werewolves yes. and stuff. So uh-huh. she didn't give too much away, and I didn't repeat some and, of the stuff about the new season. And I, I would like to have Sister K and uh, say to me on our podcast that I was correct in the fact that the wolves that encountered Bill oh, yeah, were, were the same wolves. Because as you pointed out, Ivern, I pointed out in our last podcast that yeah. Bill broke the neck of the one guy, so he was dead, but the, all the rest of them was not. And yeah. it was the exact same one, so. Okay, cool. You said that. I I can admit that. Okay, cool. Thank you, <laughs> Ivern, for that email. That's all Please you wanted to hear. <laughs> okay, our next email is from Idris. Hey, Idris. Idris. You can mm-hmm. say Idris, I'll say Idris. Uh, it's Idris. Until she gives us the phonetic spe- spelling. Yeah, give or us the phonetic spelling. Anyway, she says, hi again, ladies. True Blood Season 3, Episode 1 proved to be fantastic, and your pro- podcast was also welcome. <clears throat> the interactions were fun. Andy and Jason, Suki yeah. and Pam, Eric and Suki. Yeah. As to the teeth size on Sophie Ann, I rewatched last season and her teeth were just as big. Yeah. As to her financial state of poverty, I don't understand why the queen could not have glamoured people to give her their money. <laughs> yeah. If not her, as that might be too common, then her security. But I think she likes the sense of danger from selling V. I am a spoiler whore, so I know most about most <laughs> of the ca- <laughs> I love that term. Oh, I love that. So I know about most of the characters that are due to join and leave this season, but I'm just really looking forward to good stories. No more pointless orgies that go on and on. Thank you for that. I'm agreeing with you on that. (laughs) And hope that the new characters that come on are interesting. Like you, I am glad that Pam has been made a series regular. I look forward to watching the next episode and then waiting to listen to your next podcast, Idris. Well, thank you, Idris, for that uh, very nice email. And you know what? I like that term, spoiler whore. That is really good. And I'm not quite that bad, but I do, uh, you know, I do listen to some other interviews, like from the actors, and I have visited one website that listed all of the new characters that, that uh uh, that Alan Ball is talking about all the new characters that are mm-hmm. in season three. So I do know what characters are coming and stuff also. And, you know, I try not to give it away, but that's how come I knew who Franklin's name was Franklin already. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you for that email. And, you know, when you send us another email, give us the phonetic uh, pronunciation this of your is, name. Yeah, I, just I believe, know that she's right. I, I believe it will be E-Y-E-D-R-E-S-S. Idris. That's all she wants to care uh-huh. about is if who's right. Anyway, okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Idris. Okay, our next email is from Tina, and she says, "Sisters, where have you been? I've been going through withdrawal since the fall when my guilty pleasure vanished." <clears throat> Sigh. The last time I wrote you guys an email, I was working at the library and using your podcast to pass time. As I entered the fourth year of my program, they continue to keep me company. I was so in need of a podcast that I began to listen to old podcasts again and again and again. <laughs> now I am plugged back into the bliss. Yep. Nod to V. Yay, V. Go to the bliss, baby. <laughs> <clears throat> and we are going to uh, finish up our V at some point. <laughs> okay, last week's episode was awesome. I, You already knew that I heart Lafayette. He is amazing and marvelous. Yep. And I agree with Sister J. I'm going to get me a t-shirt with bitch... The you, me, and bridge ain't never going to happen. That's right. Amazing quote. I might have to use that one in one of my research papers. 
You might want to leave out the, the yeah. MF and happen. Yeah. <clears throat> On to this week's episode. Did you see Pam and her fabulous twin set? Oh, yeah. In the words of Cheryl Underwood, she is such a effing lady. <laughs> Cheryl Underwood, I love it. I'm wondering if Pam is going to serve as a pseudo mentor for baby Jessica, who is killing me with this I'm not good enough attitude towards Hoyt. I know. And those freaking bloodstained tears were a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of tired of that whole, Yeah. we can't be together, da 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 There were some great lines. When Suki saw the werewolf in the woods, she asked Terry if he saw anything. He was like, usually when I see things, it's because I stopped taking my medicine. <laughs> yeah, Bravo. I about that. Such a tongue-in-cheek line. I love it. On to Lafayette and Terry's visit to the mental ward. Alfre Woodard was a mess. Mm-hmm. He's a Mexican, but he ain't raped me yet. Oh, wow. She looked pleasantly flawless to be in a psych ward. Kind of a cross between the Devil Wears Prada and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. OMG. I love the subtle chemistry between Sam and his brother. When they shift together, that was so priceless. The look on his little brother's face when he shifted and to see Tommy shift into a pit bull, I loved it. (laughs) Last but not least, True Blood is gangsta. Snoop Dogg's tribute stopped oh, me yeah, dead for- in my tracks. We forgot to talk about that. We did. Okay. I remember hearing him mention the show in a verse of a song, but he actually did a full-fledged tribute video. Next, Obama and Michelle are going to give shout-outs during press conferences. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Lord. She says, P.S. Sister K, I have stepped into the light. I am officially a fan of Glee. The sh- that show takes my breath away. When the Adina, Menzel, Leah, Michelle matchup was magnificent. Oh, Two snaps in a circle. Oh, Lord. Lastly, sisters, have you guys considered doing a podcast on Dexter this season? Last season was crazy. It. I would love it. Sorry it was so long. Tina, a.k.a. I Heart Lafayette. Oh, Tina, thank you for that wonderful email. Okay, let's cover a couple things. <clears throat> okay, I simply love Pam. And I love the way she dresses when she's not a Fantasia. Yeah. She is such a lady. She is. And that's what I love about that bathroom scene. She's just putting on her little pink lipstick. Dainty. And just so dainty and stuff. Oh, I just, I really like this uh, uh, actor playing Pam. She does an excellent job, you know. Okay. And on Lafayette, oh, Lord. He is so... Lafayette's still one of my favorite characters of all. But, you know, now that you mentioned when they was at the uh, the, the little nursing home or the clinic or whatever, yeah, Alfred Woodard, his mama, Ruby Jean, did look awful made up to be in that, in that place. Well, it looked like a really nice upscale. It really did. Ment- it wasn't like a mental hospital. It, it, really it was like did. a treatment facility. So, mm-hmm. like he said, it's costing him a lot of money to keep her there. So, she probably got her own clothes. And- That's true. So, that is a good point. Okay. Yeah, we did not talk about, on our uh, uh, recap, the the afterwards or the, the Snoop Dogg video, video called Oh Sookie. Oh Sookie. Oh, my goodness. I oh, laughed so sookie. hard. I just, oh. It was. I loved it. It was too much. I you think know, he's trying to campaign for a part on oh the show. Yeah. You know what, though? This is what I say. Snoop Dogg would make an excellent V-dealer. You know? He could wear all his pimp clothes and everything yep. and be a vampire. But be dealing V no, or something. No, he would be a shifter. shifting to a dog. 
don't know. That'd be too cliche because he's yeah. already done that on yeah. a video. I think he'd make an excellent vampire. Remember that uh, movie he did, Bones? Or not even a vampire, just a gangster. Well, yeah, he could just be a gangster. But Snoop Dogg did an excellent job. You know, kudos to him, though, because that was excellent. And when he's talking about we could do it in the bed, Bill will never know because we can do it in the daytime. <laughs> 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 I died my... What are you going to do? <laughs> it's going to be daytime. But the thing that was the most kicking is all those little hoochies. Suki. Yeah. Uh, uh, sucky hoochies dancing in the, the background. background. The wigs on. Oh, that was hilarious. So, yeah, that was excellent. That was I loved excellent. It. I loved it. And then when he's talking about, uh, yeah, and uh, bring a friend. Uh, bring your best friend, Tara. <laughs> Yeah, matter of fact, bring Terry. Yeah, that was good. So, yes, uh, Snoop Dogg should be commended for that. That yep. was excellent. And um, another thing, you mentioned all the different um, great lines in the episode. Oh, I forgot yeah. to mention one of my favorites when Sookie and um, Jason are talking, and she's telling him how she misses Bill, and she mm-hmm. keeps thinking. You know, every noise is him coming in the house, and she says, "I just think, keep thinking he's gonna come in the house and go." Oh, okay. Yeah, and he says it's like he says it. And I it was know. So, that was like a nod to the, all the fans because we always talk about how Bill says her name or yeah. Stephen Moore says Sookie. <laughs> that was, he doesn't say to Sookie like Eric and uh, everybody else. Yeah, Sookie. Okay. <laughs> and I just when she when Anna Paquin repeated that line and the way she did it was just so funny to me. That was good. I love that. That was good. It. It's like a yeah. like a little throwback to all the fans who kind of know. The yeah. whole story between him saying that name. Well, and and another thing I did like about uh, uh, this episode that I forgot to mention also, and that is, I'm glad that Eric is having flashbacks with Godric. I love that character. Yeah, I'm so glad he's gone. I, I mean, uh, sad that he's gone, but because uh, I like that that whole Godric character. Mm-hmm. But at least we get to see him in flashbacks. And he mentions the same thing the Magister mentioned. The blood, the blood is sacred, sacred. Mm-hmm. and so you know the fact that Eric was like. Psh, and kind of just gave the blood up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens out of that. But okay, okay. well, thank you for that email. Our next one is from Janelle. Hey, Janelle. She says, "Hey, ladies, I just wanted to start by saying, finally, Tara and Lafayette are more than just comic relief. Yep, they are having real conversations about real things and working through real issues. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the why behind Lafayette's entrepreneurial spirit." Yeah, I love his character more for the strength he has to shoulder that burden on his own. Alfred Woodard is a scary good actress. Holy cow. I can't wait to see more of this storyline before Tara loses herself into another abyss, mm-hmm. which we know she will. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy she was able to take some of her frustrations out on that guy's face. Oh, yeah. She was <clears throat> she was knocking him. She was knocking him. Woo! And I love Alfred Woodard. I love I do her. I love her I think anything. that they need to... You know, her character, just that few minutes that we saw her, mm-hmm. I just wanted, it made me just want to see more. Mm-hmm. Even though you were cringing the whole time she was talking. I know. I just know. wanted to see more. So but she can, uh, she is just the best. I mean, best, she just though. switched up her emote. I don't know. I just love her. Uh-huh. I love her. I know she's getting ready to be on another show, so mm-hmm. I don't know if she's going to be on. Oh, that medical show. Something. I yeah, don't know. some medical show. Okay. She goes on to say, I enjoyed this episode so much more than I did the premiere. I feel the pictures they set up for the rest of the season was much clearer than it was in the first episode. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I am so excited to see where the Kia Mississippi, Sophie Ann, Bill, Nazi werewolf thing is going to go. 
Writing that out makes it sound a lot stranger than it really is. <laughs> only because, because only True Bud can put all those things together and make it make sense. But the opulence of Eddington's court and his three-course meal of gourmet blood, harpist, and gilded cage for Bill makes me very anxious to see more. Uh-huh. I want to know everything about that place and its people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then there is Franklin Mott. I love James Frame because he does bad so well, and I think he will not disappoint here. The fact that not only does he find Bill's file on Sookie, but hides the body for Jessica. Even though I was looking forward to watching Jessica use that chainsaw. How did, how did she know he did it? He had to. He was the one in the house. That's true. Okay. The only person in that house was him and Jessica. So when Jessica gets home after he's there and the body's gone, That's true. I automatically knew he took it. Now, you know what? I don't think he hid the body for... Uh, let's just take a break on the email. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't think he took the, the body to hide it for Jessica. He took it as collateral, I think, for later. Oh, yeah. I think... I think he's going to take it and use that knowledge that they had a body in the house later... But I don't know how. For some blackmail or something. Because he's looking for something. He's getting ready to do something. That makes sense. And then when he was asking Tara, are you friends? You know, when she said, are you friends of Bill? He's like, no, are you? And she's like, no. And he's just looked at her like, okay, good. Then we can handle each other then. Exactly. That's kind of the look that yeah. looked like he gave her. I forgot about that too because he did say, no, he's not a friend of Bill Compton. So, mm-hmm. you know what? Um, since she mentioned it though, I... That just completely went over my head. I yeah. did not even consider when Jessica was saying, oh, shit, where is it? It didn't even dawn on me that Franklin was the one that took it. But he, of course it was of him. Course. Of course it was yeah. him. Because yeah. he was the one in the house. Yep. You're right. Oh, <clears throat> man, I love our fans because y'all be making Listen. me think. Okay, so she goes on to say, I can't even come up for... Sorry, I can't even come up with a reason for him to be there, so I'm super excited to see what the writers have come up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Calvin Norris and Hotshot was so not what I expected, by it, but I am very intrigued. <clears throat> I am so happy. I'm I'm happy to see more Sookie Eric time. Mm-hmm. His facial expressions when he feels poor thing, he looks like he's gonna throw up or poop if he could. I know. I can't wait for those two to get closer and for Alcide to show up. Yeah. Here are some quick thoughts on some of my favorite characters. Sookie, Sookie's Bill impression, priceless. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, which I just mentioned. <clears throat> Terry's list of positive attributes, positively endearing. I know. The Mickens are so gross. I put that check in the mail yesterday. Poor Sam. Terry, manhunter, perfect. Mm-hmm. Sookie's sticking a gun in her apron, then goes to work, kick ass. I ain't that blonde. <laughs> we talked about that, yeah. Lorena Kebab. It was <laughs> so great. There there was no words. <laughs> I know. I love that part, too. I love seeing her burn up. I am mm-hmm. so excited for the next season, or excuse me, for the next episode, and I am happy to have this blog back, or podcast back. Take care, Janelle. Thank you, Janelle, for that <clears throat> email. Yeah, it is really, really going good this season, and they have introduced these, you know, these good characters. And I think we're I just so excited to not have Marianne and Eggs. I know that anything they came up with, and no more gosh darn orgies and black eyes. I know, and naked people running around. I mean, naked's fine, but all that crazy naked. Yeah, and building that statue of meat. Yeah. And, oh, that all just, that nastiness. That was not even necessary. Yeah. So I think we're just so happy for that that anything would be happy. We'd yeah. be happy with anything. Yeah. But the fact that they've reached the, they've gone above the bar so yeah. far, 
And the episodes are so good. I know. And giving us so much information, it just makes it better. Well, and what I like is that it's 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 all continuous. It provides continuity. Like she said, now we understand. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Lafayette's little entrepreneurial spirit. Why he was doing all these different things other than working on the road crew and working at Malotte's to make money. Yeah. Now we know why. Oh, I just love it. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm loving it. And um, we didn't mention last week either, Lafayette's got a nice little house. Yeah, he does. And I didn't mention um, last week, I love his little toilet seat cover with the little dangly friends. I know, I love the bathroom. I love the bathroom. Yeah, because that's Lafayette's house. That's Lafayette, yeah, and Mm -hmm. it's a nice little house. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't have a, a little house like that without some money. Well, but so he's just hustling and doing what he has to do to take care of his mama, but keep up his household. But let's put it into perspective. Also, he lives in Louisiana and it's wet in the country. So you know, and for all we know, it could have been his mama's house. And and since she's incapacitated, could you know, be. it would fall to him. So, could be. but it is a nice house, though. It's a nice house. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next email is from Mr. J. Hey, Mr. J. He said, hey, sisters, just watched the latest episode of True Blood. I was definitely not disappointed. So much to talk about. I can't wait to hear what you both have to say. Oh, and Sister J, don't feel bad about your long recap. I thought it was great. Okay, thank you. Of course, given my track record for being long-winded, what else would I think? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it made me remember little things I forgot along the way, and I appreciated that. It amazes me that they can fit so many things into one little hour. I know. I watch a lot of TV, and True Blood is one of the few hour-long shows that gives me so much, yet always leaves me wanting more. Bravo, HBO. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get down to business. Here are a few of my thoughts. Sookie built Eric. Sookie broke my heart a little when she was crying to Eric for help. I agree. Yeah. I really do think he is more appropriate as a love interest for her, or maybe I just believe him more than I do Bill. I do too. Bill just seems to be getting more and more shady with each episode. Thank you. For someone who is supposed to be all mainstream and such a good guy, he sure has no problem chewing off someone's leg (laughs) or throwing a kerosene lamp at a lady. Lorena ain't no lady. Yeah, I was going to say, Lorena ain't exactly but no lady. He, he, he can get rowdy about it quick. Yeah, he does. Even though he was provoked, I feel I kind of feel like if he is as good as he wants us to believe, he might take a moment to reflect or something. Yep. I guess what I'm saying is that may, maiming and killing isn't the first instinct of a naturally good person. Mm-hmm. I just don't trust him. And what's up with that file on Sookie? Mm-hmm. There you go. I smell trouble. At least Eric is honest about his flaws. That's true. So far. But he was wasn't honest when he was telling her he didn't know nothing about Bill. Well, but he he called he, himself protecting her though. No, he, no, he ha, he was. For all he knew, Bill was kidnapped by his people. That's true. You know, he was gonna have Bill kidnapped or snatched. So he's honest to a point. You know. Eric, okay. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I like Eric too, though. But you want to go ahead and say something because we have more. So okay. go ahead and. Eric is still. <clears throat> it's been crystal clear to me. Eric is still a lot more honest 
and for, forthright with Tookie than Bill has been because that little secret file got me messed up. Yeah. It's, it's making me change my whole opinion on Mr. Bill Compton. Because, you know, something's not right. He, he He's a little more sneakier than, um, yeah. Than we uh-huh. thought. Okay. Yeah. Favorite Sookie moment ever? That would be her imitating Bill's Sookie. I know. <laughs> awesome. I know. That's what I was saying, too. I love that. Okay. Jessica Pam Hoyt. Poor Jessica. I love the scene with her and Pam in the ladies' room. Oh, Fantastic. Yes. I hope a relationship develops between them. Me, too. I can't make up my mind if Pam or Franklin Mott stole that body from Jessica's hidey hole. Oh, that's a good... See, I thought it was Pam. That's a good point, See, Mr. I thought J. it was Pam. I thought it was Pam since she was talking about how do you actually hide a body? What do you do with it? I thought Pam called her to go on and help her. You know what? It could be. I didn't even think about Pam. Oh, I did. See, and that's why I didn't mention it because I just assumed it was Pam. I didn't think about Pam at all. That's a good point. Yeah. My instinct says it was Franklin, but I think it would be a super sweet gesture from Pam. See? Either way, Jessica's reaction while holding that huge chainsaw <laughs> to the body not being there was priceless. It was. I agree with y'all that Jessica has a bit of growing to do before she can be with Hoyt. Mm-hmm. I just hope it happens soon. I love them together. I do too. <laughs> I do too, but you know, now that you say this, Mr. J, Pam and Jessica would be funny together Pam too. Pam and Jessica would be you know, Pam likes hoot. the ladies. Yeah. And she would have her dressing like a little lady and everything. Yeah. Oh, oh, that would be Pam. awesome. That would be That'd funny. be awesome. Okay, Arlene Terry. That 10 reasons why I should be touched with your kids was just about the sweetest thing ever, y'all. I know. Arlene better put a ring on it. Yeah. Terry is turning into quite a catch. Mm-hmm. He may be weird, but he's got it going on. I know. I, know. I, I love, love Terry. Terry. I love Terry. Sam Micken's family. I know Sister Kay doesn't like saying it, but you got to admit, Poe White Trash. <laughs> there, Sister Kay, I'll just say it for you. I grew up in a trailer park. I got this. Oh, Lord. I feel sorry for Sam if he thinks anything good is going to come from me, from his meeting them. Yeah. What's up with his hothead brother all trying to get him killed? Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny, though. I really thought we were having a little Disney moment when the dogs were running together. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then, bam, big-ass truck. What a little <laughs> bastard. I am glad we got more of this story. Now I'm invested. Because last week, you remember he said, I don't really care. Right. Which yeah. I, I, like I love it. the same like storyline. Story. I yeah. want to see where it goes. Me too. King Russell and the Queen Tal. Uh, well, he says King Russell, Queen Talbot, quote unquote Queen, and Lorena. I loved Talbot's dinner party. Oh, I loved it. Who knew you could do so much with blood? <laughs> How about that sandwich plug for the tangerine flavored carbonated beverage? I know. That's basically the true blood drink they sell at HBO.com. <gasps> Have you ever had it? It's actually pretty good. It's a makes a great mixer. Okay, stop right well, there. Let's stop right there. <clears throat> I have we had have true had blood. It. But you know what? In all fairness, we didn't have it mixed with alcohol. No. And I think it's supposed to be mixed with alcohol. I've heard so many tell, people tell me that it's mm-hmm. better when you mix it with vodka or, or rum something. or something. Mm-hmm. Instead of just straight, because we drank it straight at the time. We drank it and I was like, oh, okay. It's, it, it was too sweet too for sweet me. Too sweet and too thick or something. Yeah, thick or something. But it is fun to have it around. It is fun. <laughs> I keep my bottles. Yep. Displayed right next to the books. 
That, I, but I didn't even think that that was what they were talking about. The tangerine flavored. You know. Uh, bubbly. Now that he mentions it, uh-huh. that is awesome. Yeah. Carbonated. Yeah. Carbonated. Yes. Good little plug. I bet it was some true blood. What on earth does Lorena have to do with Russell and Talbert, though? Talbot. Yeah. I can't wait to find out. I can't believe Bill fried. I'm sorry, y'all. See, I didn't have a chance to read all these emails before, so I'm trying not to laugh. But he says, I can't wait to find out. I can't believe Bill fried that girl up like that. She's going to be pissed. I suspect he may be spending a lot more time in his silver door room. Russell wants to marry Sophie Ann. I don't see that one working out well. No. <clears throat> okay, he goes on to say, Lafayette, Letty May, Mom, Tara. This story was sweet, but also really sad. It is. I'm glad we got to learn a little bit more about Lafayette and his past. I was a touch, just a touch annoyed that Tara had this sort of revelation at the asylum. Then by the time she got back to Merlot, she was all suicide talking again. She was. I think I must be too impatient with her. I want her to snap out of it though. Now she's all making friends with Franklin Mott. Whatever. You can look at that man and tell he's crazy. (laughs) Tara may be damaged, but I don't think that she's that damaged. Looks like Lenny Mae and her sister were two peas in in an ugly pod. Mm -hmm. I really hope things work out for this family. Truthfully, I don't think it will, but I still hope. Okay, I could go on forever, but this email is too long as it is. I hope you both are well. Keep up the great work, Mr. J. Thank you, Mr. J, for that email. You know, on Tara... And, and how she agreed with uh, Lafayette at the uh, clinic and everything. And by the time she got back to the bar, she was all sullen. Well, that's how depressed people do. So I thought yeah. that was um, that was excellent because that's how depressed people do. Because Lafayette went on and he's cooking and he's busy and stuff. And she's just sitting there thinking about stuff. You know, so I thought I didn't have a problem with that at all. And of course, because she is damaged and she is psychically or psychologically damaged at the moment, of course she's going to hook up with that Franklin dude because she's needy. Well, that's how she hooked up with Egg. She's always... She yeah, doesn't she's feel, needy. She's got low self-esteem. She doesn't feel loved. Yep. And so she'll just grab onto whoever shows an interest, mm-hmm. whether they're good for her or not. And exactly. that's... That's, I think, true to her character. Yep. It's just that in the first season, we didn't really see it. We just saw her infatuation with Jason. Right. <clears throat> and then, you know... After the whole situation with her mom and Miss Jeanette and mm-hmm. finding out that, that she really didn't do anything for her, she just got even deeper and deeper, and that's how she fell for eggs so bad. Well, that's how she fell in with Marianne, first of yeah. all, and got and manipulated. now she's got another mm-hmm. crisis on her hands with mm-hmm. dealing with eggs, so she's going to fall right in with somebody else who's not good for her. So yeah, it makes sense, although I'm with you, it's annoying because I want the feisty Tara back and not the mopey dopey Tara. Well, and not only that, but I want the best friend Tara and Sookie back. Yes. You know, they're best friends. Yep. So, you know, hopefully they'll get back together as best friends. I hope so too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Our next uh, email is from Myron. I think he's a new writer. Welcome, Myron. Hello, ladies. I want to first welcome you back from your self-imposed hiatus. Yep. I know that life comes at us fast, but I really missed your podcast in your absence. I first learned about Sister Speak while watching Fringe, one of my favorite shows on network television. Your podcast is excellent. I enjoy the interaction between the two of you when you're dissecting the shows you podcast. Mm -hmm. Now I would like to make a few recommendations if I may be so bold. Sure. 
I love True Blood. I have read the first eight books of the series, Sorry Sister Jack. Okay. As many of the people who are fans of the show. I watch each episode about three times before I listen to your podcast. I point this out because it is a bit underwhelming to listen to a 50-minute recap of the show. I love the interaction between you two, but I feel shortchanged when the recap takes so long. Please consider my humble request. Okay. We hear ya. We've already discussed. Duly noted. Yeah. We're fixing that. We've already discussed. We're going to try to keep them to about 20... Today I was 25 minutes. I'm gonna, <clears throat> we're going to try to keep it to around 20 minutes, well, 25 minutes. We'll see. I will. Now, you can so, just skip over. You know, just fast forward. Yeah, because we really don't talk about much of our opinion during that time. Right. So just skip, skip yeah, up just a little bit. Just fast forward. <clears throat> okay, now I can comment on the show. The third season is better than I expected. I will talk about the characters that interest me most. Sookie. She is too damn naive, but hey, that is her character. Yep. Tara, sad character. I wish they would do more than paint her as this helpless victim who needs some man to complete her. She is the smartest person in town. I wish they would play on her strengths instead of writing to a stereotype. Which is true because um, in the first season, she was reading all these books and she knew, and she had taught herself so much, not from school, but just by her on her own. Yep. And... They kind of fell away from that whole situation. But we kind of explained that when we talk about her self-esteem issues. Exactly. So. I wish they would... <clears throat> uh, excuse me. Why she is broken up about Egg surprises me. She only knew him for a couple of weeks, and most of the time she was under the influence of Marianne. She needs to move on, which is something that Mr. J kind of talked about. <coughs> excuse me. Too, in his email. Lafayette. Hooker. He is my favorite character. <laughs> Whenever he is in a scene, he dominates it. Period. Don't know why I feel, oh Lord, don't know how I will feel about his having a boyfriend on screen. I will leave it there for now. I love your podcast. Please keep up the good work, ladies. Sincerely, fan of Sister Speak Interview, a.k.a. New Jersey Boy. Well, thank you very much for that email. Thank you, Myron. Yeah, that's that's really nice. And you know, Lafayette is going to always be one of my favorite characters. Yes. Because he is just so... So unique, you know, and, 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 and his language is just so spicy and just the way he, he talks and interacts with the people. I just love it. Yeah. I just he's always it. been my favorite character. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite characters, him and I'm actually, all of them are yeah. really my favorite. But I, I don't have a pick. problem with the way they are portraying Tara because I know people like this, you know, who, smart as can be. Uh, yeah, and and because of their self-esteem issues, they sabotage themselves. Yeah, they sabotage themselves. So I don't have a problem with it. Now, that being said, I agree that if they let it go on all season long, no, it's that's too much. Issue. So she gonna have to snap out of it. Just like I was afraid they were gonna do that with Lafayette. When Eric first let him go and he went back to his house and he was all, you know, sad and demure and scared and everything. But Lafiesta snapped out of it and he's his old self. Now, but it did take now. almost the whole season. Yeah. But we had all that Marianne crap. So yeah, I see. So, you know, that Marianne crap did kind of help it. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Our next email is from Barb. Hey, Barb. She says, welcome back to the airways of sorts. I love to hear your thoughts on the episode. No silly, crass nicknames for any of the characters, just concise facts. I love it. I watch the episode, download your podcast, and then rewatch once or twice to see what I missed. Mm-hmm. So far, I am loving the new series. So many killer lines. And yep. oh my, but they are finally showing the true book Eric. 
<clears throat> I know you haven't read the books, but Club Dead was one of my favorites in the series, largely because Eric and his feelings for Suki start to come to the forefront. His conflicted feelings for Suki and so far the series is reflecting this really well. Anyway, carry on your great commentary and I look forward to your rundown of the next episode from your Zimbabwean sister down under. Oh, thank you so much for thank that you, email. Bob. That is great to hear. And you know, <clears throat> we just are really, really loving this uh, uh, season also. I, I think this is probably going to be one of the best seasons thus far because I just love it. I, I really too. like what they're doing. And I like, you know, Eric is, is one of my favorite characters. It's, you know, if I had to pick my all-time favorite, it would, it would be a tie between Lafayette, Eric, and Pam. And it's not that I don't like Sookie or anything, but I, those three just really, really do it for me. Yeah, they compliment. Yeah, they just, I, I just love Pam and they Eric still and They steal every Lafayette. scene that they're in. Yeah, they really do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I just, um, I'm really enjoying this season too. And I'm really liking what they're doing with Eric. And, but I liked last season what they did with Eric and, and the whole Godric storyline and stuff. I really liked what they did with him. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah, so... I'm loving Eric. Okay, and our last email okay. is from Kathy. Hey, Kathy. And she says, Hi, Sister K. Sorry it took so long to write back. After episode one, I listened to your... Well, she meant Sister K and Sister J, sorry. <sighs> sorry it took so long to write back. After episode one, I listened to your podcast. Thank you for saying hi, by the way. And I found there was so much to think about, I didn't really know what I thought about things. I will say that for episode one, I agree with Sister J about the car accident. Since there was only one body in the car when yep. Sookie and Jessica found it, the others must have survived. By the way, did you notice that one of the werewolves was being played by Patrick Swayze's brother, Don? Yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't mention that either. Yeah. He tends to guest on various TV shows, and for some reason, I always notice him. I thought you might like a bit of trivia. Anyway, my husband and I just watched episode two, and I have a couple of theories. Oh, good. <clears throat> First of all, I love the storyline with Tara and Lafayette. Lafayette is so caring towards Tara and wants her so badly to be okay. And seeing him with his mother explained so much. Their visit to the mental hospital also seemed to snap Tara out of her downward spiral a little bit, at least enough for her to get into some more trouble. I can't mm -hmm. wait to see what happens with her and the new vampire. Mm -hmm. I had a brief thought that maybe he will turn her since she said she was trying to keep herself to keep from killing herself. Mm -hmm. But I hope this isn't the case. I don't think so. Ooh, I don't think so either. I don't think they're going to do that. No. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I think but she will beat off of her, I think. I think but, she'll get into trouble, especially yeah. based on the previews, but yeah. Yeah. I also love the storyline with Sam. It's very interesting to see Sam compared to his new brother. Yes. You can see that whole nature versus nurture argument. Sam changes to the lovable collie while his brother turns into the aggressive pit bull. Mm -hmm. They're both shifters and they both shift to dogs. But the dogs they change, <clears throat> but the dogs they change to have such different temperaments. Yep. I'm hoping that Sam hasn't bit off more than he can chew. Pardon the pun. It seems <laughs> that even though he's been told his birth family is bad news, he just wants to see the good in them because he is good and he wants to relate to them. Yeah. Is it possible that Tommy is good deep down, but he's a troublemaker? I would like to believe that Tommy didn't wait in front of that truck on purpose. But I think he did so that he could see if Sam would be able to transform to get out of the way like he did. Or maybe he just wanted to get Sam out of the way. Laugh out loud. I hope not since he is Sam's brother, but I wouldn't put it past him. 
I think he wanted to get him out of the way. And you know what? He's Sam's brother, but he just found that out. He so just he found that out. he doesn't have any no. love for Sam, allegiance mm, to Sam. He doesn't even like him, really, I don't think. And he waited on that highway on purpose. Making, yeah. Yeah. So that was purposeful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, okay. Of course we know by the boots that the new vampire Franklin was searching through Bill's things and found the folder on Sookie. Yep. My husband thought that maybe he was actually at Sookie's house, but that can't be since he would have had to have been invited in. Yep. Ooh. He don't have to be invited in at Bill's house. Why not? He's Because Bill's a vampire. So if it's a vampire's house, you can just go in? I guess so. Or maybe he's been invited in before. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it because remember when Bill had those, um, uh, in season one, those other vampires came and was trying yeah. to lure him and stuff. But when he went to their little coven thing, uh, 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 they had to be invited into his house and he had to be invited into theirs. I don't remember that. Yeah, he went to their house to tell them to like leave, stay away from city they, or something. They, he used to be in their coven. Well, yeah. So, I don't know. We haven't seen, I don't think, but somebody can correct me if we're wrong. We haven't seen where a vampire has to be invited into a vampire's residence. Yeah, now that's a good point. So, maybe they don't have to be if it's a vampire, but they do have to be if it's a human. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. That's That's a good good question. That's a good little thought. Yeah. That's a good thought, um, Kathy's husband, whatever your name is. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Kathy. Yeah. Also, when Franklin was at the bar, he didn't hesitate to say no when Tara asked him if he was a friend of Bill's, so he must have known who Bill what is. Of course. Franklin must be working for the King of Mississippi. Yep. And since Lorena ended up being at the palace, too, I wonder if maybe Bill, Franklin, and Lorena were part of a vampire nest at one time, and at one point Bill had invited Franklin into that house. Since Bill has been away from Bontemps for so long, I'm not quite sure how this works, but that's my theory for now. Hmm. That's a good point. That I don't is know. a good point. There's some there. <clears throat> there's a reason why he was able to get into Bill's house. He knew where to look. I mean, he knew. Well, he look was for looking everywhere. Yeah, but he knew. I mean, it didn't seem like he was all that surprised to find Bill that secret folder and that Bill wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, and that Bill was not there. So <clears throat> yeah. As for the folder, Bill seems to have been following Suki for a long time, which exactly. makes me sad. I know Sister Kay said that Bill was hiding something from Sookie, but I have to admit that I didn't want to believe it. So, of course, that begs the question, why? I'm not sure, but I think it may turn out to have something to do with what the king said about the queen. Yep. Why would the queen send Bill to Bon Temps to fraternize with the waitress? I think that maybe Sookie's abilities have appeared in her family before, which is why this, which is what the circled names were on the family tree. Yep. And Bill knew about this from, from before he was turned. Yep. Perhaps he told the queen about this at some point, and she sent him to bring Sookie under her control, or at least on her side. I think there is probably more to it than this, but I think this may be the direction it will take. Hmm. Well, so she's saying that Bill knew about this before he was turned. I don't believe so. I don't think that. I don't think that. Because Bill was turned, like, back in the 1800s. 1800s, Civil War time. Sookie wasn't even alive then. No. So... But I think but, because they know that Sookie is more than human, then mm-hmm. those circled names, I believe, also had the ability that Sookie is going to find out that she has. Mm-hmm. See? She goes on to say, I still have lots of questions about stuff, though, and I have to say that this is an awesome season. 
I can't yeah. wait to see what will happen next, and I can't wait to hear what you girls say about everything. Looking forward to your next podcast, Kathy. But thank you, Kathy, for Thanks, that email. Kathy. That's some good food for thought. You that know, is. That you I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. think about Lorena and Franklin and Bill maybe being in a coven or nest together. At one time, yeah. And I didn't even think about um, them being invited into each other's house either. See, and I can't remember from season one because when, when Sookie first encountered those other vampires, she was on the front porch. Well, she, she was at Bill's house, and they were already in his house. We didn't see them go to Bill's house. That's true. They were, so already, they were in already in the, the house. house. So, and Sookie came up to the mm-hmm. door. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Food for thought when we watch the next yeah. episode. Okay. <clears throat> well, thank you, guys. Everyone, we had so many great comments and emails. Really if good ones. You got, if anyone else would like to send an email, we'd love to hear from you and your thoughts. Or correct us if we're wrong on something. Send us an email at sistaspeak at gmail.com. Our voicemail line, if you don't want to send an email and want to call, is 972-692-7341. We'll play it if you like. If you don't want us to, we won't. Just let us know. And if you would like uh, to go to our website, we're at sistersinterview.com. We are also on Facebook at Facebook Sisters Interview, or Sistaspeak, actually. And um, Sister J and I are also on Twitter at underscore Sister J or underscore Sister K. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And and sometimes I do Twitter and sometimes I don't. So, you know, hey, whatever. But anyway, I wanted to mention also uh, one of our emails uh, uh, asked whether we would be doing a podcast or consider doing a podcast on the new season of Dexter coming up. And, you know, we probably won't do one because while I'm a, this is Sister J, while I'm a Dexter fan and I've watched every single season, I don't think Sister K has watched Dexter yet. I've watched the first season. Okay, the first Actually, season. Actually, I've watched part of the first season, not the whole thing. And I I, I think it's an awesome, awesome series. Anytime you can, you can generate sympathy for a serial killer is just amazing to me so that's some good writing but i love dexter and i will be watching it again on showtime this season but we probably won't do a podcast on it but stay tuned in about a week and a half for our big brother 12 podcast we're going to be starting big brother 12 again and just for our um fringe and v fans we definitely will be doing a wrap-up of that, but we've just got, like, a little busy and stuff, but we, we're going to wrap it up. And I'm lazy. Yes. That's Sister K's fault, but anyway. Okay. It's tracking a minute. Yeah. It is. So thank you all for listening. Yes, thank you so much, and please send us your feedback, emails, comments. We will definitely, we love talking about it and listening and seeing what everyone thinks about the show and our podcast. Okay. Okay, that's it for now. I'm Sister K. And I'm Sister J. See you next time.